Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. Okay, so tonight we are looking at, we're starting in Luke 2, which is the uh, famous scriptures about Jesus coming for us. This is one of the most read at this time of year. And we're going to read this passage and hear it again. Amen. Because it's always good to hear the word again. Amen. It's all right to hear the word again and again and again and again and again. Amen. I got a little ring. I don't know if you got that back there on the sound. I'm ringing. Uh, Luke 2 verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing, governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that they, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Woo, glory. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Hallelujah. So the message tonight is titled God's Awesome Plan. God's Awesome Plan, right? It's normal for us to make plans. Have you made a plan before? Yeah. <laughs> you might have plans after the service. You might have, have family, family over tonight, Christmas Eve, right? A lot of people have family over on Christmas Eve. You might be going, getting on a plane, flying to grandma's house. Maybe you're going to go home and eat, eat some ham. You got ham in the oven? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> well, it's a good thing to make plans. Amen? It's all right to make a plan. It's a good thing to make a plan. Can you imagine how much would get done 
without a plan, it, it would be a, we'd have a lot of problems with the world if no one had a plan. This church wouldn't have been built without a plan. Right? They had a plan. There's a good, there's a plan, right? And imagine building a house without a plan, right? That'd be a mess. So that is, is normal human activity. If we could change that sound a little bit, I've still got a major ring going on here. So God also makes plans, and God made the most important plan in history to save man from sin. That was a big plan. And, and having Jesus born into this earth was a plan only God could do. And this plan of God was absolutely perfect. Amen? God's plan was a plan that only a genius could create. And of course, our God is a genius. genius. <laughs> Amen? He is the smartest one that there is. He has the highest IQ of anyone that has ever existed. And as you, as you surely know, God spoke through many prophets, right, about Jesus coming to this earth. Many, 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 many prophecies. In fact, there are over 400 references in the Old Testament to the coming of Jesus. That's amazing. So hundreds of years before Jesus came, come on, they spoke of the Messiah. And, and the amazing thing is all those prophecies had to be fulfilled perfectly. Otherwise, guess what? If they're not fulfilled perfectly, God is a liar. Uh-oh. And God is not a man that he should lie. So a prophecy, a real prophecy, has to be fulfilled exactly as it was said. Amen? And the amazing thing is that's exactly what happened. Every single prophecy in the Old Testament about Jesus coming was fulfilled completely and perfectly. And I don't know the odds on that, but I've heard it before. You know, it's one to the billion, billion, billion stuff. You know, that crazy math where you go, huh? what? You can't understand it. I don't understand it. Right? It's impossible. Just, 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 just. A couple prophecies in the Old Testament coming to pass perfectly is, is impossible. Hundreds of years before it happens, that's impossible. We have 400, over 400. Impossible, completely impossible. That alone, I, I, I say it all the time, that alone should, should, should drive everybody right into the kingdom of God. That alone, you're like, wait a second, what? And this is all documented. This isn't like, this is, this is the best documented, this is the best documented documentation in the history of the world. And the Old Testament was written hundreds of years before Jesus and, 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 and they have meticulously, meticulously documented the, the Old Testament and, and rewritten the Old Testament and, and scribes would write it down and in fact it was so holy and, and they, would, they would wash their hands before writing the name of God every time. And they're still finding, they're still finding uh, 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 I'm trying to think of the right word uh, the, the, the Old Testament scrolls. Yeah, the Dead Sea Scrolls have, have, have been found not too long ago and they just found some more. And the Dead Sea Scrolls, I believe, were in the 40s. They found them in the 40s in a cave. 
And everything that we had, this is the 40s, right? The 1940s. Everything we had, and the Bible's been around a little while, right? People have been reading a while. And, and, and everything we had matched up perfectly with the stuff found in, in the 1940s in a cave. And everything they find, they keep finding stuff, it matches up perfectly. Except they say once in a while there's a, there's a slight, slight letter that's a little different. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Come on. And this is the plan of God. This is the awesome plan of God we're talking about tonight. We're going to look at a few of these verses that I'm talking about that were written hundreds of years before Jesus. Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. This is right after the sin of man, right? The beginning. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. I like the better translation, he shall crush his head. Because he's talking about the seed of Jesus coming into the earth through, through the woman, through Mary. It's just all, this is all the beginning. This is the prophesied from the very beginning. And he, who? The Messiah, the one who's coming, will, will bruise, or he shall bruise his head, I should say. He crushes his head. That's what I'm saying. He shall crush his head. Who's he gonna, he's going to crush Satan's head. Come on now. He's going to crush Satan's head. This is a prophecy of Jesus. And you shall bruise his heel. That means Satan, Satan's going to bruise the heel of Jesus. And he did. Did Jesus die a horrible death? He did. And he got bruised. <laughs> really bad. But through that, Jesus crushed the head of Satan. And this was prophesied right in the beginning. This is the first prophecy of Jesus coming for us. Right here. Come on now. And it was fulfilled perfectly as Jesus crushed the head of Satan. So God had an awesome plan. And Micah 5, 2, very, very familiar verse. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Remember, Jesus is the word made flesh and dwelt among us. He didn't come into existence when he was born in the manger. He is the Word made flesh. He came into existence as a man for the first time. But the Word has always been. And that's what he refers to right here. He, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. And, but you, Bethlehem, does that sound familiar? Out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel. And this is 700 years before Jesus was born. Come on now. In Bethlehem. That, that, that verse in and, of, in and of itself is, is mind boggling. Hello? That he's born in Bethlehem as Micah prophesied 700 years before he came. Hallelujah. Hosea 11.1. 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Remember, these are prophets speaking. Did you know Jesus was hidden in Egypt? Remember, he went to Egypt to hide out until Herod died. God said, go to Egypt. And God had to call him out of Egypt. And you know, Matthew 2.15 quotes this exactly. 
as a messianic prophecy? You getting this? God had an awesome plan. All these are spoken hundreds of, hundreds of years before this happened. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. And as we know, Jesus was born of a virgin. And Isaiah prophesied this hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. That, that's mind-boggling again. You, you don't think up something like that. The Messiah will be born of a virgin. That just sounds, that sounds, that sounds good, doesn't it? No, it was a prophecy that had to come and pass exactly as it was spoken. And you should call his name Emmanuel. God with us. That's what it means. God with us. Right? And we know, we know the virgin birth was very, very important to be born without sin. He couldn't be born from a father, a natural father. Or he would have sin in him. But he didn't. He was born of the father. And his father was always God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know I quoted, uh, I misquoted it the other day in church and I caught myself because I said, you know, Jesus said, Jesus said, who are my mothers and brothers? Those who do the will of God. But I said, I said, who are my mothers and my fathers and my brothers and my sisters? And I was like, well, that's, that's not right. It's good to catch yourself, right? Why? Because his father was God. So he was referring to people on earth. Who are my mothers and my sisters and my brothers? The people that do the will of God are my, are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. His father wasn't in question. <laughs> his father was not in question. His father was God. Not Joseph. <laughs> Come on now. See, God had an awesome plan here. And now, now let's look at one of the most famous, the most famous verses that you've heard. If you've been a Christian very long, you've heard this many times. For unto us, Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Again, spoken hundreds of years before Jesus came. Probably the most well-known prophecy of the birth of Jesus. And when the time ends, when time ends, guess, guess who's going to be ruling? Jesus. <laughs> Notice the government will be upon his shoulder. And that's forever. He will rule forever. Amen? He will be king forever and ever and ever when time ends. And that's coming soon. Praise God. And he is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And he will be that forever. But again, God had an awesome plan. All of this spoken, spoken hundreds of years before Jesus came. Astounding, amazing, impossible. Amen. You guys are quiet. <laughs> Let's look at Galatians 4. 
Galatians 4.4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Aren't you glad? Come on. If you're a Christian here tonight, you, you are been adopted by God himself. But God made plans, right? We're talking about God had an awesome plan. God made plans to make sure Jesus was born at the exact right time. When the fullness of time had come, everything had to be perfect. Timing, had, you, you know, by time, right? timing. You say, you know, we say, we have that phrase, don't we? That was just perfect timing. God had perfect timing. Of course, he knows everything. A lot of times we don't see it, but, but God had an amazing plan here and he had perfect timing in the fullness of time had come. And, and remember uh, the fact that the prophecy in Micah, remember we just read Micah said Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth. <laughs> well, it would seem God made a mistake. In Micah 5, 2. Come on. It would seem it's not going to work. God's plan is messed up. But, you know, at that moment in time, guess who, as we just read, Caesar Augustus called for a registry. Hello? <laughs> Census, right? And guess where Joseph had to go? His hometown of Bethlehem. And Mary was about to give birth at that time, which is part of the awesome plan of God. Amen. That's amazing. God planned exactly where Jesus would be born hundreds of years before he was born, and his parents didn't even live in the right place. <laughs> I would have made it easier. I'd have said, well, I'll just have him live where he's going to be born, right? I'd have him live in Bethlehem. <laughs> They're living in Nazareth. So he has, to, he has to have such a plan that he even knows Caesar Augustus is going to call for a census at that moment in time for Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem because it's been prophesied that Jesus has to be born there. This is amazing. Come on now. You got to really think about this stuff, right? We got to really think about how amazing this is. I think a lot of times we take it for granted. And we, we've heard it, we've heard it, we've heard it. We take it for granted. This is absolutely astounding. Of course, then the news of Jesus had to be written down for everyone to read, to hear about. Well, if you know that time of history, Alexander the Great had Hellenized the world. And that meant the Greek language was used all over the place. You heard Alexander the Great? Conquering, great conqueror. He spread the Greek all over the place. So it just, you know, the time was now where everybody, people all over the place could speak Greek, could read Greek. Come on now. That's part of the awesome plan of God. And so because of the common language 
all the teachings of Jesus, which we have right here in the Greek, which we've translated, of course, into English for us. There's German Bibles, right? There, there's, all, there's Chinese Bibles. There's a Bible, every, there's a Bible in every language. And some people have worked really hard to do it. We talked about this morning. If you want to produce food for God, you better be working hard. And a lot of people have given their whole lives to translate the Greek and the Hebrew into someone's language. Hello. And so because of this common language of Greek, the whole world could learn of Jesus. That was not possible before that time. Come on. Also, of course, Jesus and the apostle had to travel to spread the good news. Well, the Romans had built all kinds of roads. In fact, they say they had built 225,000 miles of roads. That's a lot of road. <laughs> but again, we see the awesome plan of God. Come on, Jesus could travel easily and teach the word of God. The apostles could travel and teach the word of God. The apostle Paul went all over the known world because of the road system. Come on, and he could teach the word of God all over the place. The awesome plan of God. See how this all fits together? And God had it all planned out. And God had plans to get Jesus here to redeem us. Amen. And he had it all set up perfectly. And his plans are not finished yet. No, it's not finished yet. Oh, it's almost there, but we're not finished yet. <laughs> Soon Jesus will return in the clouds, as he said he would. And he will become, he will be governing, he will be the governor of earth forever. Come on up. That's going to come real soon. And the, 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 the end of God's plan is coming soon. Come on now, for mankind. Because God planned the end from the beginning. That's a big plan. That's a big plan. That's a really big plan. And no one could do it but God. Man, we, we, we make plans as like, woo, woo. That's, you know, you put on a little event, even like this. That's a lot of planning for this. Sarah worked hard. I worked hard. We planned a lot for this one. Little, can you imagine planning the whole entire history of mankind? And everything had to come out perfectly. It all had to be absolutely perfect. Or mankind would not be redeemed. And God would be a liar. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God had plans, and he still has plans. They're not finished yet. Uh, but tonight, I want to remind us something else about plans. God has plans for us. Amen. God has plans for every person on this earth. He has good plans for every person on this earth. Come on. He has plans to make us free. What did Jesus say? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32. Jesus said he came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Luke 4, 18. He has plans for us to be free. Truly free. Amen? We say we're free in America. Well, that, 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 that's true in one sense, but it's not true in many senses because a lot of people aren't free. 
They're in complete bondage, even in America. Bondage to this, bondage to that, addicted to that, bondage to that, bondage to this. Come on, Jesus came to make us really free. You can only be free through Jesus. And that's the plan of God for us. That's the plan of God. God has plans to make us well in every way. Jesus said healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. <laughs> you guys are quiet in here. <laughs> Where's my aminers? Healing is the children's bread, Matthew 15, 26. Jesus said all things are possible to those who believe. Mark 9, 23. Woo, glory. That, that, that scripture could make us run and shout for a few years. All things are possible to him who believes. Come on, that's the plan of God for us. And we should receive it, amen? God has plans to give overflowing life to us. As Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly in John 10, 10. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. You see, the plan of God is life for us. He has plans for us. God has plans for us to be with him forever. God said whoever believes in Jesus will have eternal life. Eternal. John 3, 16. Jesus said uh, he was going to prepare a place for us and then what? Come back for us. John 14, 3. He made a plan. God has plans for us. God has wonderful plans for every person on this earth. But the key is we got to want it. You got to want what we just talked about. You got to want what, what, come on, there's a lot more than that. I, that we could teach on that for hours. <laughs> Come on. Those are some of God's plan for us. Just a tiny, tiny little bit. But you got to want it. You got to want it. Amen. You got to want it. You got to want his plan rather than your plan. And his plan is much better than yours. I've lived this. I've done this. And I know his plan is woo, far superior than I could ever plan. Far superior. See, many, many people today don't see, don't see the plan of God for their life. They, they wander through life aimlessly. Have you seen a few? They aimlessly go through their life. They think they have no purpose for living on this earth. You know, suicide is big nowadays. People have no purpose. Well, if you don't have God, I, I get it. Man, I, I thought about suicide before I was uh, saved. Come on now. If you don't, if you don't have God, you, you don't have your purpose yet. Your purpose is found in God. Your purpose is found in Christ. That's where it's found. His plan. We have a destiny from God. We have plans from God. We have a purpose to fulfill that God has for us to do on this earth. Come on. He, has a, he had a plan for us to be on this earth right now. At this time. In these end times. You better be excited about it. I'm excited to be in the, in the end times. Come on. God has a plan for us to do mighty works for him in these days. And so 
if you don't understand that yet, you, you can, amen? You can start today. If you want, you can start today and start fulfilling his plan. Come on. Don't let the devil lie to you about God's good plans. The devil loves to steal the truth from us. And we just we quoted it this morning. It says, when the word of God is sown into people's lives, the devil comes immediately. Jesus said it. If you, if you don't want to believe me, believe Jesus. He, he says, the devil comes immediately to steal the word of God so it's not planted in your heart. Because he knows if, if what we're talking about tonight even... We're, we're just, we're just, you know, we're just scratching the surface of these good things. If this, if this gets into your heart, you could change the world with, with your 50 years left. Come on now, whatever your age you're at, with your, with your 80 years left, you could change the world. Amen. Amen. If you get a hold of it, you could start tonight. If you don't let the devil steal it from you, God's plan for your life. The devil's going to make us try and make us quit all the time. Have you noticed? Oh, man. Oh, man. He's tried to make me quit many times. Many times. But if we want God's plan, what do we do? We got to keep reaching for it, pressing for it, going for it with all our might. Come on. We live in a, we live in a cursed earth but we can overcome because we are in Christ. Amen. And we can walk through the problem. We can walk through it. Come on, we can, what's it say? I, when I walk through the, I will fear no evil. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Come on, why? Because God is with us. God is with us. We're walking through a cursed earth. We're walking through whoo, evil all around us. If you haven't noticed, just watch the news for a few minutes. Evil surrounds us, but we can walk right through it and fulfill the plan of God. You know, that's what Jesus did. Did you notice? Did you notice how many times they wanted to kill him? Over and over, they said, now it's time for you to die, Jesus, because you just committed blasphemy against God. So now we will kill you. And it says he walked through their midst. And he was gone. Come on, why? Because he was led by God. Because he was filled up with the Spirit. Because he was fulfilling the plans of God. If you want to live that kind of life, you can too. Come on now. But you got to want it. You got to want to live in the Spirit. You got to want to live in in Christ. You got to want to live in fellowship with God as we've been talking about. Ooh, man, we talked about this morning. Woo! Having communion with God, being in constant communion with Jesus, talking to God, and he'll direct you. Ooh, don't go, go left now. Okay, I'll go left right now. Shoom! And the devil was about to take you out, and you took a left. Hello? That's, that's God's plan. Did he say, I want to give you life and life more abundantly? Absolutely. And so Jesus didn't go down until what? What does it say? He laid his own life down at the perfect time. He laid his life down. Hello? 
You know, the Bible says in Psalm 91, if you, if you set your love upon him, God said, I will deliver you and honor you. And with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's the plans of God right there. And if you aren't on board with that, you better get on board real quick and say, I'll take those plans, God. Those are good plans. I'll, I'll take those plans. I'll take those plans. My, one of my biggest mentors in the faith has said for years, well, when I, when I want to go home, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to check out, have a good breakfast, kiss my wife and check out. That's exactly what he did. He went home when he wanted to go home. Because <laughs> he was, oh, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. He said, when I get satisfied. If you ain't satisfied yet, the plans of God for you are to keep going and serving him and doing his will and accomplishing the plans of God on this earth. Amen. I'm just preaching. You know, the preacher's got to preach. But we got to have, we got to want God's plan. And, and we got to get his plan in our hearts. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Jesus was born as a baby. He didn't know everything as a baby. Babies don't know everything. What did he do? He read the scriptures. As soon as he could start reading, he put the word in him. And he found out who he was and is. Come on now. When he stood up in Luke 4 and he proclaimed who he was... I said he proclaimed who he was. The Pharisees were like, time for you to die. Because you just proclaimed yourself as the Messiah. And you were born out of wedlock. <laughs> they did not respect Jesus. Hello? Come on now. Whoo, man. We got to want God's plan. We got to go after God's plan. We got to keep reaching for it and pressing for it because the devil's going to come along and try and snuff you out and snuff out the plan of God for your life and stop you from doing his will, stop you from doing his plan. See, Jesus had to learn and grow. And that's why it says he grew in wisdom and stature. He grew in wisdom. A lot of people think Jesus had a download from heaven. No, he didn't have just a download chip and know everything. And when he was in the temple as a young 12-year-old teaching the Pharisees, and they were amazed at his wisdom. What had he done? He'd put the word in them. And he'd, he'd been talking with God. See, we, we can talk from God. You can talk from God from a young age. A lot of people think, people think well, that's for, the, that's for the pastors. That's for those older people that talk to God. No. Little guys can talk to God and commune with God and learn God's plan for their life. And that's best to learn it at a young age. Come on, because you won't get messed up. The devil almost snuffed me out before I got saved. I got saved at 19. And I almost got snuffed out several times. Oop. I can think of some times I thought, it's over. Come on. But God had a plan. 
Hallelujah. And I'm still here. And I'm still going for God. And I'm going to finish my course. And that brings me to Philippians 3. <laughs> Hallelujah. Philippians 3.13. Brethren, this is the Apostle Paul. I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You notice the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, probably the second greatest man of God to ever walk the earth behind Jesus. Come on now. He said, I got to press. I got to press toward the upward call of God. I got I to gotta put those things behind me and reach forward. Put that junk behind me. What do you have to put behind him? Well, he used to kill Christians when he was a Pharisee. He had Christians killed. He had to forget some things, right? He had to forget some things, put them behind and reach forward to the things which are ahead. Come on. He had to press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call. There's some pressing to do. If Paul had to press, I guarantee we're going to have to press. Thank you for those no amens. Paul kept running his race for Jesus. Paul kept on God's plan. You know, did you know Jesus appeared to Paul when he got saved and said, I will show you the great things you're going to suffer for me. Thank you, Jesus, for the great word and encouragement. I'm going to show you how much you're going to suffer for me, Paul. Well, that might make you want to quit right there. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, Jesus. We'll see you later. I... No, he... he Come on. He became one of the greatest men of God to ever walk the earth because he submitted to God's plan. Come on now. If you want to be a great woman of God, a great man of God, you are going to have to submit to his plan. Your plan gets put on the fire. Your plan gets burnt up. Come on now. If you want God's plan, you put your plan in the fire. And you just say, burn that one up. I'll take yours. Right? You know, you write it down on paper. This is my plan. 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 No, just throw that in the fire. And go to God. And say, Father God, I've made a lot of plans. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've messed up a lot. I, I, I want your plan now. I'm tired of my plans. Come on now. And, and yeah, you may have to suffer for Jesus, but you know what? Jesus said, you shall suffer persecution. If you stand up for Jesus, you will suffer persecution. You will. It's guaranteed. Jesus said it. And, and you will be hated by many. Jesus said it. So it's true. You will be persecuted and you will be hated. But that's nothing. Come on now, that's nothing. Because when we get to eternity, that doesn't mean anything. What matters in eternity? You did God's will. So I challenge you tonight, don't give up on getting God's plan. If you give up on God's plan for your life, who, who is not going to hear about Jesus? Jesus. Whose life will not be touched? 
by the gospel of Jesus Christ because you were on fire for Jesus and you brought the light. Where's our candle? Come on. You brought the light into their life. And they were in darkness and you came in and you were fulfilling the plan of God and you brought light to them. And then what? You lit them on fire. <laughs> and then what happens? Come on. If they will get on fire and they will receive the plans of God, then they go and touch another one. Come on. And that just keeps going. And that's how Jesus, that's how God set it up. That's, whoop, that's the plan of God. Amen? That we would shine Jesus' light and set another one on fire and set another one on fire for him. And then they go out and then it just multiplies. Come on now. But if we quit, nothing of it happens. And all the people you were supposed to reach don't get reached. I think about it all the time. I'm not quitting because we got a lot of people to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you can't quit. You got to press just like Paul and keep running your race. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't understand God's plan for your life at this moment in time, but don't let that stop you from going for his plan. When I just, I don't know, this is, this is too much for me tonight. I don't understand all this. Well, don't stop there. So many people stop. They're just, oh, I don't know. It's too much. Ah, no, 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 it's not too much. Yeah, it's just like, it's like when you're in the math class and, and they start and you're like, oh, this is too much. The first day of class, you're like, oh, I've been there. Like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Come on. I remember in geometry class, I thought, how in the world? What? 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 Come on. But then I kept doing it and I kept pressing into it. You press, right? We're talking about pressing. Pressing into God's plan. You keep pressing into it. You keep pressing into it. You keep pressing. And all of a sudden, geometry makes sense. Right? See, a lot of people don't understand. The godly things, there is a lot to learn. There, oh, man, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. But you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You got to have your first day in class. And you might be overwhelmed your first day in class. But then you keep pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing like Paul and press and press and find the plan of God for your life. Because he does have a plan for you. He does. If you haven't discovered any of it yet, don't quit. I said, don't quit. Go after it. Find it. Don't leave this earth without doing the will of God for your life. Find out what he wants you to do. And do it with all your might. Come on. Don't, don't let the devil stop you. Don't let lies take you down. Come on. There is too much at stake. Come on. Don't be a quitter. There are eternal souls at stake here. And there are many lives you can touch and, and, and your, your soul's on the line also. Come on. You've got to stay on fire for the Lord. Your whole life. Come on now. 
Jesus said, I'll spit out the lukewarm in Revelation. So there's too much at stake here. Our souls are at stake. Eternal souls all around us are at stake. But so, so we got to get into God's plan. We got to fulfill it. We got to find it first. Amen. You got to find it. Come on. I, I, I felt called to ministry when I was 19 years old. Some of you know my story, but I felt called into full-time ministry at 19. I ran off to Bible school. I was dating car and I just left. Because I was on fire for Jesus. And I'm like, I'm going to Bible school. She's like, you are? I'm going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Woo! <laughs> Come on. But I said, I'm going for the plan of God. And I'm going to get the plan of God. I'm living in a miracle every day of my life now. Come on. And it took years to get where I am now. But if you ever quit along the way, you don't get there. If you ever quit on the plan of God, you never get there. You don't get there. Then you're a quitter. Paul, Paul brought up several names in, in his epistles of people who quit. He named them. He named them. They are forever named as quitters. That's sad. That's really sad. Forever we get to look at the names of the quitters in the eternal word of God. Come on. People say, you can't quit. Yeah, you can quit. You can quit on God. Don't quit on God. That's a bad place to be. No, no, no. If you've made some mistakes, God, God wants to receive you. You repent of your mistakes. Amen. You took some wrong turns. You went some wrong directions. Go to your father and say, Father, I messed up. I took some wrong turns. I took some wrong directions. Uh, but I want your plan. And he will have mercy. Come on now. If you go with a soft heart to him, he will have mercy upon you. And he will have mercy. And he will begin to reveal his plan for your life. Come on now. Who glory. God's speaking. Come on. His spirit is speaking. I'm being led all over the place. I hope you're listening. Amen? Amen. I hope you're listening. God has an awesome plan for us to accomplish. But we must choose to finish. Just like the Apostle Paul. We got to choose to fulfill the plans of God for our lives. Boy, I, I want to get there, don't you? I want to get there. Woo. Oh, we talk about all the time around here. You've been around here for long. You've heard it many times. Oh, I want to get there and hear, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. There are no better words to hear. You will never hear better words than that. And our, our, every Christian's goal should be to hear, well done, from Jesus. From Jesus. Not from Pastor Vern. Not from mom and dad. From Jesus. And you do anything to please him. 
You leave anybody you have to leave to please him. Hello? You do whatever you have to do to please him. I always think about, yeah, I'm preaching, watch out. I, 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 always, think about, I always think about the man he called to follow him and he said, Jesus, my dad died. Let me go bury my dad and then I'll come follow you. He said, oh, that's not good. You don't understand. You don't understand the things of God. See, he was called into the plan of God and he said, let me go take care of this first. No, come on. We jump into the plan of God and for our few vapors on earth, we go for it with all our might. Come on now. James said our life is but a vapor. You got a vapor to live for God. You got a vapor to do the plans of God. You got a tiny, tiny bit of time to do something for Jesus. And so that you hear, well done. If that isn't important to you, I don't think you're saved. But we'll give an altar call at the end. Come on. If, if, if hearing well done from Jesus is not important to you, you need to make a check real quick and do some repenting real quick. Hello? Right, you're in a church that lays down the word here. We don't... <laughs> we lay it down. Why? Because we, we have eternity at stake here. We don't have 100 years at stake here. We have all eternity at stake. Eternity. And many people think they're going to hear well done and they, 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 they've done nothing for God at all. They, 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 they. Come on now. Let's make the choice. Come on. To fulfill God's plan. If you haven't made that choice, make that choice in your heart. You're a Christian here tonight and you say, I haven't really made that choice in my heart. Make the choice tonight. Make the switch tonight. Turn on the switch to all in for God's plans. So that you hear those words. Well done. Come on. And you can look Jesus in the eyes and not feel ashamed at all. And walk up to Jesus as soon as you get there and hug him and kiss him. And he says, Ooh, oh, you did so good. You did so good. Wouldn't you like to hear that from Jesus? Not, I got some news for you. It's not all good. I want to hear, man, you did a good job. Wow. Come on, Vern, come on in. Woo, Glory. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Amen. Come on. Woo. I know the choir's back there. I've been preaching. They're going to come up in a minute here and sing all the way. Sarah found this song. God, God, had, God had an awesome plan to send Jesus all the way from heaven, right, to us. And yes, we talked about it. our God is a genius. What a genius. What a genius. Is that the right word? Ingenious plan? I don't know. He had, a, he had a plan that matched all plans to send Jesus all the way from heaven down to save us from our sin, to be born, to die, to be resurrected so we could have life. And of course, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, accomplished that plan perfectly. And now he is, he has been declared by God himself, the King of kings and the Lord of lords 
forever. That's who we're worshiping. We're not worshiping the baby, the manger. Come on. He has grown up. He has died for us. He has resurrected for us. And now he is the King of kings and Lord of lords forever over mankind. You only got two options. Jesus is Lord or the devil is Lord. I highly suggest you choose Jesus. And now Jesus will reign forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And he is worthy. And as the song they're going to sing says, you still got to sit up? <laughs> it says, I wrote it in words, it's worthy of all, he's worthy of all the blessing and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. Come on, choir. They're going to blow you out of the water. Oh, I should move this, right?
blessing and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. Give me all the blessing and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, choir. Woo, glory. That was hot. That was hot. I might have to hear that again. <laughs> we got it on video. We'll have to watch it again. Jesus. To him does belong all the blessing and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. Did I get it right? Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Tonight, I have to... I have to give a call if you don't know Jesus tonight and you've never made Jesus your Lord. Maybe you've played church, you've played Christianity, you've, you've, you've stepped your toes in it, you've tested the waters, but it's very clear from the Word of God you got to call on Him and you got to lay your life down for Him. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. you gotta, you got to lay it down and take up his plan. Throw your plan in the fire and take up the plan of God. If you speak Spanish tonight, we got that too. Romans 3.23, all, all have sinned and fallen short of God, the glory of God. The wages of that sin is death. And that means eternal death, separation from God forever, never a good day again, never, never anything good ever again. 
Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God sent him. He fulfilled the plan of God. He said it is finished and he died. And he paid the price for our sin. And through him, and only through him, as he said, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Only through him can you enter into eternity and be with God forever. And the simple plan of salvation is you got to believe in your heart that Jesus is alive, as Romans 10:9 says, and confess him with your mouth. Believe and confess. That is faith in action. When I bowed my knee at the age of 19, and I, and I, was, I was watching Christian television, I'd never heard the gospel preached. I'd been in church for years, never heard the gospel preached. Isn't that sad? That I needed to make Jesus Lord. That I needed to be born again. That I needed to become a new creation in Christ. That without confessing Jesus as Lord from my heart, I was lost. And yet I had believed in God, yet I had believed in creation. I, told, I don't know if I told you or not, I told you maybe this morning. <laughs> I, get, I preach so many times, you forget where I preached. But I, I was in biology class, and I wasn't even saved yet in like ninth grade, 10th grade. And, and, and they asked me to, to tell them all about evolution on the test. And I'm not born again. And I say, that's garbage, I'll take the F. God, I just wrote on the test, God created mankind. I wasn't saved. Yet I would have proclaimed God. Do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. I proclaimed it on the test. Yet I was lost and going straight into hell. If I had died right there, I would have gone straight into hell. You know? A lot of people don't understand that. There was a, a, a movie made, I think it's called 10 Minutes in Hell. A 13-year-old who was at a party, uh, you know, a wild party, died went straight into hell. 13. 13. God resuscitated, thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd have been there forever. Hello? See, hell is real, heaven is real. Spiritual things are real, and spiritual things are eternal. As Paul tells us over and over again, you got to keep your eyes on eternal things, because everything you see is temporary. We talk about it all the time. This church building won't be here much longer. These chairs will, won't be here much longer. Nothing in here is eternal except you and me. You have an eternal spirit on the inside of you. And that eternal spirit is sinful without him. That eternal spirit is separated from God without Jesus. And Jesus provided the way, as we sang in the worship tonight, he made a way. He made the way. You have to take his way. You have to take his plan. You have to take his path and go his way, and you will be saved. No other plan will get you, get you there. No other path will get you there. Only the plan that God made for us to get there will get us there. So God had the plan. God set it all up. He made the path available. He opened the road. Come on. He opened the road up as construction, right? They, they have the road closed, and it's all blocked off, and you're so happy when it opens. God opened the road, and he said, I got a road for you to go straight to my house. We call it around here Jesus Road. You got to take Jesus Road or you don't get there. You don't get to Father's house without Jesus Road. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other path to him. There is no other. You can believe there is until you reach eternity and you realize he was the way and the only way. 
And it's simple. If you, if you, if we got to use, we got to think about these things. It's really simple because mankind was in sin, and mankind needed a savior in in a man, a perfect man to live. As Adam messed up, and he's called the first Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam because he lived the perfect, spotless life that needed to be lived and became our sacrifice as the Old Testament shows us over and over again the Lamb of God was killed to cover their sin but Jesus came and washed our sin away and his blood washes us completely and makes us as the Bible says the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus we get completely cleansed we can now enter into the holy place and be with God and talk with God himself anytime we want to that's some good news right there. In fact, the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy in your time of need. And that's written to Christians. Christians, we can go into the throne of grace anytime we want and talk to God. Amen? We can talk to God. You want to get into talk with someone important, right? Oh, I want to talk to that person. He's really important. I want to talk to that person. He's really important. Go talk to God. Come on and get his plans for you. Amen. But tonight, if you've never called Jesus Lord from your heart, you've never called him Lord, you haven't bowed your knee to him. And that, that's that. You don't have to bow a physical knee, but you need to bow a heart knee. And that simply means you actually give him yourself. You actually hand yourself over to him and you lose your life. Jesus said, if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. That's what I did. That's why I'm here today. That's why, come on, that's what we're supposed to do. We lose our life, we throw our plans in the garbage, and we pick up his. Come on, and we live the life that he wants us to live. And it's a life and life more abundantly. It's the best life you will ever find. The life that is found in Christ is the best life you will not find better. You won't find it. You can search your whole life. A lot of people search their whole life. They go to Australia. They go to Hawaii. They go, they go everywhere. They try, and find, they try and find their life there. They got to search and find themselves. You can find yourself in Christ Jesus and live the life he called you to live. And you'll hear well done. Hallelujah. If that's you tonight, you say, I want to call on Jesus. I want to make him Lord. I truly want to bow my knee to him and give him myself completely. I I ask you to pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God, and now I know the way in is through Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my savior. Forever, Jesus, you're my Lord. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. Show me your plans. And I will walk in them. I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you tonight, you have, you have become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And now... You just need to live for him. You need to seek him. You need to get in his word. You need to get around the body of Christ, some on fire believers, and, and find his plans for your life and fulfill them. And realize he is Lord, which means he is boss. And if you follow his leadings and his guidings, 
you're going to hear well done and you're going to have the best life possible. Amen? Did you get anything tonight? Did you have a good time tonight? I want to hear that again, choir. Come on. <laughs> Let's turn back and give God glory. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for Jesus. We are so thankful you sent Jesus for us. And you had a plan from the beginning to save us and redeem us from sin and to give us life forever with you. Eternal life found in Jesus our Lord. So we give you praise and thanks tonight, Father. We thank you for the word spoken tonight. I give you praise and thanks. We turn back as we always do in this house. And we always give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the power belongs to our God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.